This is three, three, three weeks, weeks in, in a row. row that I have forgot to turn my sound down. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast and uh, exciting night tonight, Matt. Yeah, uh, you know we joke all the time that we're back in here for our therapy from uh, what we do all the time, but uh, we got one that that's with us every day in every our day, day job yeah. um, and local. He, he sees this when we're responsible. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> When we when we play adults for a while, uh, but it is a uh, local go kart driver Owen Barr, and yes. uh, very very excited to talk to Owen and his dad Brett here with us. Owen came to me uh, earlier in the the fall and said, "Hey man, we uh, actually it was last spring, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last spring." Came to me and said, "We race a go kart. We would love to um, have you guys on there." And we uh, we threw out a little sponsorship to him and. He has worked his tail off yep. to, to get to victory lane with it and uh, has has won two features in the last couple of weeks. So on fire right now. So That's let, impressive. <laughs> let's jump out to our first set of sponsors and come right back with Owen and Brett Barr. Race fans, In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite... Dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely. And they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Octobilt Performance Differentials in Louisville, Kentucky. Specializes in race, performance, and street differentials. Don't trust just anybody with your differential. Make sure it's someone who's a proven winner. Contact Mike Kessler today at 502 639-7886 again that's mike kessler at 502-639-7886 octobelt performance differentials a proven winner does your yard have a dead or dying tree threatening your house or property do you have an unsightly stump you're tired of mowing around have trees that need trimmed up against the house if you answered yes to any of these questions call our good friends at canes tree service they're fully insured and offer free estimates call canes tree service today at 812-344-5917 tree trimming tree removal stump removal call our friends at canes tree service today at 812-344-5917 occ seamless gutters is the only place to turn for new six inch seamless gutters gutter repair leaf guard systems and gutter cleanouts. i mean it go outside right now and if your gutters have trees growing out of them call occ let me give you a little hint schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899 or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters. And welcome back again here to uh, Throttled Up the Podcast. Again, we've got Owen Barr and Brett Barr here in studio with us. And Matt, I had to think there during the uh, sponsors. I, I had a flashback to when we used to read those every week. Yeah. The best decision we ever made was recording those. I totally agree with you. <laughs> because yeah. that, that's at least a minute and a half, two minutes we get a break. So, Owen, I'm going to jump right in here with you, man. And I, I asked you beforehand if you were excited. And you said, yeah, excited and nervous. So, uh, 
you know, we've talked a little bit here off air about about your dad and your grandpa and their racing background, but what created this love and passion for racing, man? Um, it just has to be the, uh, man, it's not, it's really hard to explain it sometimes, but seeing dad and grandpa racing all the time and then going to a dirt track with them, it just built more of it and it just felt like a second home. And then they got me in, in go-karts at the young age, I think five. And then oh, we, wow. went in, we went in and I think we quit the first time at around eight or nine. And then got back into it this year. What's it like, Brett, putting your five-year-old in a go-kart and turning him loose? Because I got a, I got a five-year-old that really thinks he wants to get into it, and I got a wife that's not as excited about watching him jump in one. <laughs> really, it was nothing to it. Uh, we got the cart, and I let turned him loose in the yard, and let him run in the yard, and that he's good enough. Let's put him on the <laughs> track, and see what happens. I'd kind of be nervous to see Alan in a go-kart, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> me too. Um, <laughs> we can do that. I've got one. <laughs> there you go. I've got one his size. And, uh, he, he's, uh, we got to work on the focus a little bit. <laughs> he, he, gets, he gets off on a tangent a little bit sometimes. So, but, so obviously you see your, your grandpa and your dad and what it means to him. You fall in love with it. So you, you take a little break there from nine and get back in this year. What brought you back into it? Just seeing that, you know, all these other guys that are my, around my age, they can do it, and they're winning. And it's, I sit there, and I'm just like, I can do this, you know. So we started up, and, you know, if I if we were here last year and you asked me if I would ever see myself, like, winning, I'd probably say no because, I mean, it's just a thrill right now just to be doing my dream right now. And why, when you say that if I'd asked you last year if I thought you were going to be winning, what, what was it about it that you questioned yourself and your ability to, to, to get it to victory lane? Just because uh, it, I was scared a little bit, and I didn't have the right focus at the time. But now that the first one's out of the way, yeah, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel like I can do about anything. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think that's a – we talked to a lot of drivers, obviously, but I think that's a really mature statement there to admit that, hey, you know what, I was – a little scared you know I, I didn't know exactly what i was going to be able to do and and i think that's fair because i watch a lot of others that go in with no fear and they struggle a lot faster off the bat and and i kind of got the the opportunity and i enjoyed it oh and to watch your confidence build throughout the season because mm. we didn't see you much during the summer obviously we saw you at the spring when you started and then you know it, all, matt and i were talking as we got into the school year again I'd see you out in the parking lot and we'd get an update or you'd send me a message and say, oh man, finished third. We were running good. We, uh, it's getting there. Your confidence continued to build every week. And I, I got to be honest, it was one of the most exciting things when I got the message and you told me that you got your first feature. Yeah, especially going back to back and getting you guys in that victory line and putting the trophy over the sticker. It this feels amazing right now well and it's pretty cool for us too i i, I told uh we talked obviously yes. last week on the show and we got a lot of drivers that support us and put our logo on their car and we appreciate it but you're one that we were able to help out and sponsor so it means even more to us to see you in victory lane with that so it's pretty cool and and you you being one of our students you know we can see you every day and uh, you know we have a different connection with you than we do any other driver that's been on here and to me and dustin that's pretty cool you know so and I see Jeremy Owens' watch. I do want to say we talked about putting you in a cart at five years old. Uh, I did see the pictures from this weekend. His yes. son, Michael, got in a uh, champ cart for the first time and was out at the track. So, uh, Jeremy, I hope that all went well. It looked like a great time. And uh, uh, shout out to you. And, again, Jeremy Owens from OCC Seamless Gutters. If you're looking for gutters, there's nobody better to call than Jeremy. So he's the guy to look up to. So Their job's draining, but they're good at it. <laughs> Man. <laughs> hashtag dad joke <laughs> um so i thought i was gonna get on a t-shirt <laughs> so owen when you talk about now that you've gotten that that feature win the first one and you go into that next race last weekend you say that man i'm on top of the world my focus is different i feel different what's it like when you start that race in comparison to all the races before that you know i walked in and my little brother, he's one of our he's a crew chief. We mean that come as a crew chief on the team, and he sit there and he goes, "You're being cocky. You need to chill out a little bit." I'm just <laughs> looking at him and said, "That's not that. I'm just too excited. I just want another one." And 
we went in and it, the cart felt great for as much rain as we got last Friday. And I mean, it, it hooked up perfect and it, we just done it. And when I went to do the fist pump, I hit my elbow off the, off the uh, chain guard and I go, well, at least I still know I'm alive. <laughs> you know, and I, I will just to give the track a little bit of credit. I saw the pictures, the work they did. I mean, they brought in pumps to pump out the water and to get that track ready, man, that was impressive because there was a lot of water there Friday night when that rain came in. So uh kudos to those guys getting that thing prepped and ready for you guys yeah this is a shout out to clayton perry and all the check crew there they they do an awesome job at every sunday and friday night so i always give them some, some uh something some thanks <laughs> you ought to be pretty impressed pete abel's watching man the, yeah, the legend pete abel's on here that's tonight. my long lost uncle there <laughs> oh is it <laughs> and and thank you to drew abel who added hashtag bad bad joke yeah i was i was overlooking drew <laughs> oh so. I, I drew we're, we're on the same page there buddy uh, but brett what's it like for you as a dad we talked about put him in a car to five years old but what's it like now when you saw him get that first feature win uh after he got his first feature win and last weekend he was a lot more focused on everything uh, i did notice that uh i was just tickled to death he got the first one <laughs> <laughs> was your mo more focused during the week like maintenance wise and everything else too to make sure that everything was checked so yeah i think that, so yeah that's good that and we're done just after that one i was just ready to get back to the track see if i can do it again <laughs> so how much longer are you racing the go-karts for you guys maybe look at moving up to something else i'm hoping maybe one to two more years that's good and i want to get straight into sprint cars oh do you really mm -hmm. well we, we've said on here many times <laughs> but we're going to say it again one of our very first uh guests was was joss moffitt and uh we asked him why'd you go straight to a sprint car and his answer was, if I would have went to something to try to build up to the sprint car, I would have never had the money for the sprint car. Exactly. So when he decided he was going to race, as he went out and you know buy him a sprint car because he said if he bought something else, he would never be able to get there. Mm -hmm. So that's. Uh, and I'll be mm -hmm. honest, it's still to me, and I, I did grow up watching a lot of sprint car races at Bloomington Speedway, but it still amazes me the idea of jumping right into that. And Joss, I love that story when he told it, and he said yeah. the first time he went out for hot laps he thought he was just flying and he said i got lapped three times in hot laps <laughs> he said i realized real quick i wasn't standing on it nearly enough yeah, so. he shows he, and he shows up to race at the berg you know lawrenceburg there <laughs> you know, his first ever you know place in a sprint car so it. so you want to jump to the sprint car yeah. all right and obviously there's a little connection there and we were telling some history there about about grandpa and you want to share some of that why that sprint car history is so so tied to you just as when he started, you know, he went from stock cars and then into a sprint car. And, I mean, he, the way I've been told the stories, he was on fire a lot there. I mean, just winning races and, you know, going 13th straight at Kokomo, racing three of the Eldora 500s and, not, and on the same right rear tire and just never finishing lower than third. And I just want to just, like, follow his footsteps into that because, I mean – if you if you had Tony Stewart on here or Jeff Gordon, they raced with him. Pete, I think Pete raced with them too. And I mean, he he was a really good driver. And it's you know it's so cool when you know me being even a, a history teacher prior to getting into administration, it's cool for me to see in any area where young people respect the history of the sport and oh, it's yeah. so cool i mean when you came in that was the first thing you wanted to talk about even before we went air it wasn't talk about me it wasn't talking about what i've done or me racing it was hey let me tell you about my grandpa and that's that's really cool owen i really appreciate that yeah and I, I was impressed with the uh the eldor 500s i mean i'd never even heard of that until you guys sat down and told it that they ran 500 laps in sprint cars over there so I mean, that's yeah that's a feat i mean I, I don't even know how you can hold up to do that well and we just talked the other day with nick hoffman when he ran the 50 lapper and then jumped in and did the 20 laps yeah. uh in the in his modified i mean that's 70 laps at brownstown which don't get me wrong is as a workout in itself but 500 at eldora is is unbelievable to me those cars got power steering though <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you know you those cars now were I guarantee you a hundred oh, times absolutely. easier than, than, you know, what Alan drove. 
No, that's unbelievable. That I have never in my life heard that, and that's crazy to think. So were they more like Enduros or just a straight up, like a race now, a 100 lapper now, Just they just ran 500 of them? Yep, it was just straight 500. Wow. You know. That is unreal. How, how long did it take to, to complete the race? I don't know. I was only <laughs> three or four years old. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I only remember going to one. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I'd have loved to have seen one of those. You kind of got me. <laughs> Wish I was a little older now, so I could have experienced one of those. That's uh... that's where I saw uh, Mario Andretti and Aldo Andretti. Oh, really? They were there. Yeah. My uh, br- they were there watching. My brother asked if Alan raced at the hole up in Columbus, too. Oh, yeah. Did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That track was kind of famous and then just turned into a field, didn't it? Yep. <laughs> they tried <laughs> planting corn on it, but back in those days... Instead of using water, they used oil. Oh, really? So nothing's going to grow there. <laughs> and Owen, when you when you and your when you're going to the races, what's the relationship like with you and Dad? You know, when you obviously Dad's race, Dad's been around it forever. How, how's that like? Do you look at him for a lot of advice? Or are you a little more independent and you want to kind of show your own way? How's that work? On the way to the races, I'll ask him what what how do we want to set up the cart and how how long do i need to drive it in and he'll go ahead and tell me how far and then i'll try doing that and if it works i feel great and if it don't then i'm like uh dad (laughs) 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 fix it (laughs) so you do you do rely on him a lot that's awesome that's great and brett do you do you kind of let him come to you for advice or are you pretty open just to say i think we need to try this i'm I'm about like my dad. Uh, whenever you go out there and do something, you do something wrong, that's the first thing you're going to hear about. <laughs> uh, uh, my dad was the same way. You do something wrong, you're going to hear about it. And that's kind of the way I am too, I guess. Uh, I'm probably more intense at the track than Owen is. Really? Because I'm trying to, what can I do to make this thing go around the racetrack? Well, it's funny you say that because just before we went on air, my my five year old didn't have a very good night tonight, and he's going to find out real quick <laughs> when you did something wrong <laughs> to make it up. So uh, he already got it from his grandfather tonight. Yeah. So he's going to have to he's going to wait for tomorrow night for me. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from with that for sure. Well, Dad always said, you know, if you do something right, you know it. You don't have to be told that. It's when you do something wrong. Of course, Dad's kind of the Bobby Knight of racing you I, I run a heat race at lawrenceburg one night and i won i come from, from the tail and won the heat race and i come in and dad's barking at me over something i turn around and ask him i said i beat everybody out there what else do you want <laughs> well i wouldn't have done it that way well okay <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the best. So, Pete, Brett, go Pete, ahead. Pete is, knows. <laughs> Pete knows exactly what I'm talking about. Is Owen's driving style different than what yours was? Do you guys drive similar or? Well, the go-karts are just way different than when I drove them. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it is because he has to stay in a straight line all the time. Where when I started driving them, you slid around. Oh, really? You don't slide anymore. Yeah, it's all momentum now, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. If you slide, you're getting past. You know, I just happened to to search this, and this was a uh, a, a on IndianaOpenWheel.com, and says, uh, hoping someone would humor me by letting me indulge in another trip to the way back when of my early racing fandom. Um, this is one of the most unique events I've ever attended. 500 laps at the Big E, half mile. <laughs> this was the third, and it turned out the final Eldora 500. Uh, here is the the lineup, um, just some of the big ones. Don Hewitt, Bobby Kinzer, um, Dick Gaines, um, Alan Barr, uh, Kenny Simpson. Uh, Kenny Simpson drove late models also. Mm-hmm. Kenny Wortman. So some big big names throughout this list doing 500 laps at the big e i'm trying to see oh don nordhorn was the the winner of the uh third one. the third one yep so wow i just happened to i i just it intrigued me i searched uh 
Um, the Eldora 500, and right here, I just scrolled to the bottom. Allen Bar, Bar run, ran all three 500s on the same right rear tire. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Hoosier needs to take note of that. I well, mean, you got some of these guys can't even get one heat race out of them. Well, anymore. but here's the problem if Hoosier made tires like that, they'd be out of business. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> they need too. them to yeah, wear out to that's buy, right. buy another yeah. one. You know, you don't make much money if they're only going to Hoosier once a year to pick up a tire <laughs> once every three years. So, Owen, when you look back, you know, watching your dad race, you know, how much do you model your driving style after him? You know, watching dad race, seeing him, I've seen him win win in go-karts, and I've seen him crashing into fences, too. (laughs) And just seeing him, like, watching him when I was at, if I can remember, just watching and seeing him just flying through, it's something I'd always wanted to do, and I was doing it this year and doing that i'm just i feel like i'm walking his footsteps kind of and brent what age were you when you first jumped into a car obviously your dad's got an extremely historic run what what age were you when you first jumped in well i decided to go do that crazy thing called work you know why did why do we all decide that? <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> and i didn't start till i was 27 years old really wow and i started in go-karts uh, run them for eight years, and I won either three or four championships. I think it was four. And then I quit for a while. And when we started the trailer shop, decided to do it again. <laughs> Got go-karts again, but that didn't last as long that time. And then we sold them and got modifieds. And, and had a sprint car in there somewhere, and too. And had a sprint car in there, too. <laughs> so what what is it about it? Obviously, I, I know the family history, but what is it about you that just keeps drawing you back to it? I just I just love it. I don't Whether it's doing it or, you know, going out there and driving or just watching. I just love going to them. And I know before we got on, you said, if there's a ladybug race outside, I'll yep. go out and let's, let's see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's all choose somebody and see what ends up. And yep. I think that's a... That's a very, very true statement for all of us. I oh, mean, yeah. once it gets in you, you're just ate up with it. So, where, I, Brett, I'll ask you this. In that time, where's, where was your favorite place to get a chance to race? Well, when I was running the Modifieds, it was probably uh, probably Lawrenceburg. Uh, I got around North Vernon and Twin Cities real good. But uh, I just raced more at Lawrenceburg. Mm-hmm. That was that was before the rebuild. It was the old yeah it flat was the race old, track. The old yeah. track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one you could fall off of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They put the wall too close to the track. Now you can't fall off of. They're <laughs> <laughs> holding you in. <laughs> yeah, that was the original. The Earth is flat, right there. <laughs> fall right off the edge. <laughs> So, and then, so obviously Lawrenceburg, but you know, what, obviously with your dad racing forever, what, what's some of your favorite memories, you know, that you got to witness with him as he was driving? Well, the last two Midwest championships, which was the 150 lappers at Perrigan and Perrigan also had a lot of hundred lappers also, just all those, those were just neat to be there and. Uh, see Bob Kinzer and Dick Gaines and Larry Miller and all those guys uh, go out there and and race hard, but hardly ever touch each other. Uh, it, you know, and it was just whenever use very seldom somebody would just get out in front and take off. It was mostly three and four car wide. I mean, it was just real hard racing. And you are that is a group that could definitely run side by side and never get into each other yeah amazingly yeah, yeah. oh and uh if you had to pick a track right now obviously you're on the go-kart circuit where's the dream to get to run someday it would have to be lawrenceburg or kokomo this the, those are the top two places seeing dad's luck at lawrenceburg and seeing grandpa's luck at kokomo i i just wanted to race there a lot <laughs> have no desire for the little lee over there at eldora not yet no <laughs> Cause, you know, I I have never got to watch a race there on the go kart track at Eldora, but uh, I hear a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, when they when we go to the Four Crown Nationals every year to watch all the USAC and Arctic Cat series there, they have the quarter midgets on that track, and we usually 
when they're not racing on the big track, we go there while we're camping and watch the little guys race, and they put on a show every time. Oh, do they really? I've seen the track, but I've never seen a car go around it or anything. I Back at school, sometimes I'd be on YouTube and study hall, and we'd wa- I'd watch some no. little, e. <laughs> 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 little E GoPro videos and all that. And You noticed he said in study hall? Yeah, I was going to say that. He right. clarified study hall. <laughs> hey, that's educational. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. We'll clear that. Yeah. You're lucky. You got you got the principal into it, so you're you're, you're good. <laughs> but it, it just if you ever get in trouble, you just bring your computer to my office so we can watch it together. That's all I'll ask. When, <laughs> when you get to the sprint car, though, you you plan on saying non-wing, or you want to try to run some wing stuff? I want to at first run some non-wings races, and then if I get good at non-wing, then I want to switch out, like run both non-wing and wing, just to see how wing would feel. But mostly just non-wing. What'd you race, Brett? Non wing. Non wing. I did drive one wing wing car, but oh really? It was just I was out there by myself. Okay, because I don't. You know, Pete would do both. You know, he'd run a lot of wing, and then yeah. he would get in the non wing some. So. Well, now it takes two cars. You yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. You can't take the same car and throw a wing on it. Yeah. Like they used to. What was the difference? Even just that experience of driving a wing car. What was the difference you could tell between the non wing? Uh, the wing sitting up there rattling. <laughs> <laughs> making a lot of noise you really couldn't notice a lot though going around the track with the wing or no because it was no the track was wore out and uh you really couldn't stand on the gas no really gotcha so my brother asked if it's a 410 or a 360 410 410 what's the di- i mean i know but so the listeners what's the difference between a 410 and a 360 <laughs> besides the cost <laughs> uh i don't know what the horsepower difference is oh really but yeah the 410's a lot better oh is that okay and Owen, i'm gonna ask you this obviously dad and grandpa are right up there who's some other guys that you really look up to in in the racing world um a lot of them would be well some of them would be pete abel drew abel cole smith and on the cart track, I always look up to TJ Garris, and uh, so I'm I'm forgetting some people too. I know I am, and jo- Josh Garris's brother. That's all I can think of at the moment. And Artilo. No, I forgot him. <laughs> so and- what, what about some like the traveling sprint car guys? Anybody, I mean, they're there you look up to, like Thomas Meserol or yeah, we, Tyler I- Courtney and them guys. You know, so. <laughs> There's a good story about me, our family, and Timez. Oh yeah, Wellington one night. <laughs> well, we're all about stories, so <laughs> My lo- we're there for I think it was Sprint Week, wasn't yep. it? And we t- our, it was our whole family: um, Billy Barr, Andy Barr, us, and our, my uncle Bill. We're sitting there, and we went to the pits after the show. And my little brother and Billy got hungry, so they went to Timez's trailer, and because t- Timez had just cooked a pizza. Oh really. <laughs> And my little brother walked up there without hesitating or anything, just asked him, hey, can I have a slice? <laughs> Did T-Mez give him one? Yeah. All right, good man. Yeah, he's a good say, guy. I'll say, that, that would have hurt me. <laughs> but some of the sprint car drivers I look up to is Chase Stockton. Oh, yeah. And Double D. Oh. Dave Darlin. People's champ. Because mm-hmm. Dad, <laughs> he knows Dad and Grandpa. And, I mean, every time I go to Lawrenceburg when they're there and I see him, I'd we always sit there and talk for a little bit and and josh moffitt because i i kind of grew up with drew abel and josh too yeah so and when you look ahead you know at those guys what do you try when you get a chance to watch those guys what do you try and pick up from watching them you know even when you're watching the videos in study hall i mean you're not just watching them to watch what are you trying to pick up from studying some of that stuff i'm trying to see what line they're running and how far they're driving into the turn and mostly how 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 focused their hands are in it because when i watch a lot of the videos i usually can tell that's how the rough the track is by just how to, how they're holding the steering wheel mm-hmm. and just seeing how far in they drive it in to make a pass or just to, if they're in the lead just to relax a little bit it helps a little bit just to see that stuff great all right brett what has he impressed you the most with <laughs> his two wins <laughs> i never would have thought it'd come this early <laughs> what do you what what have you seen him 
improve in the most over this last year? His patience. Yeah. Uh, when he started, he was sawing at the steering wheel and on the go-kart. You can't do that. And now his hands have slowed way down. And the cart's going a lot faster and smoother. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know a lot about go-karting, but it's a lot of momentum and being smooth, keeping and, that momentum going because you don't have enough horsepower to obviously pick it back up. Yeah, everybody's so close on horsepower. So it, the more you can finesse it, the faster you're going to be. Are you part of Black Cats here at the high school? No. Not really? I figured you've been all about that, you know. No, I tried it last year, but with me racing and work, I just couldn't do get it. it all to, to get in there. Yeah. Uh, Matt's brother asks, "What do you think the biggest challenge will be transitioning from carts to sprint cars?" Throttle, knowing when to let off the throttle and get back into it, and handling, making sure I don't spin out the sprint car. <laughs> I know the answer to that one. <laughs> The the size of the pocketbook. That's uh Yeah. (laughs) The the first thing you'll notice is the throttle response. Mm -hmm. Everybody says, Boy, that really set you back in the seat. Well, not really. The seat comes up and hits you in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I mean it's it's and it's just instant. You can't believe you just move your foot just a little bit and you think you stomped on it. The throttle response is the I thought was the biggest. And then, like he said, knowing when to back off. The first time I ran at Bloomington, uh, I come in after hot laps, and Dad said, well, what do you think? I said, I think I haven't ever been down that straightaway that fast. And because I, I didn't fall off the track, but I was close. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I when Marty O'Neill jumped in one at, at the Fun Fest last year, I know, you know his comment was that kind of that throttle control. Yes. He said, I just never felt like I could get under control I, I was constantly all over the place because every time you touched it you felt like you were you're going around and yeah. he's such a smooth late model driver right and in the fun fest those front wheels was like all the way left all the way right all the way left. i mean it's like he lost his smoothness and, and i know you guys you know a sprint car drives a whole lot more off the right rear mm-hmm. you know the, the front tires are pretty much just like you know rudders more than anything but uh his driving style almost changed when he went into that car. So Right. Hey, let's take one more quick break here, uh, Matt, and let's roll out our second round of sponsors here. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812 812- Nine five three, one two six one. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447 or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Call him today at 812 216 3900. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. And welcome back again here to Throttled Up the Podcast. Uh, we have Owen and Brett Barr with us today talking a little bit of racing history along with also uh, Owen's current go karting career. Um, Owen, I'm going to jump back on that here just for a second and ask you this. You've gotten two wins here in, in the last two races. Um, season is starting to wind down, even though we've joked on here, it, it feels like it just got started with the way the spring took off for us. What's your goal to finish out the year? All right now at Jennings County, we're leading the points, and I really hope we can pull that one out of the hat and just win that one. Because, I mean, being from Jennings County and racing there when we, I was little, having Dad race there too, and now being old enough to do it and winning, 
I think we can actually really pull off the championship. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love, you know, you've been around me enough. You know, I'm a big Jennings County guy. And I love that that's so important to you because you're from there. That's pretty special. And, uh, hey, Jonathan Rourke asks, have you ever thought of driving a late model? Obviously, the fenderless cars are a lot more in your family history, but have you ever thought of jumping in, in a late model of any kind? Well, Grandpa raced the Jackson 100 one time in a late model, so I'm, I'd probably race one one time. Just say I've done it, and now I want to go back to open wheel. <laughs> what if you like it better? Then there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> So I bet. I, I'm, I'm going to keep quiet tonight. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's three to one Thank tonight. You. So. That's one of the best responses I've ever heard. I've had to put up with these guys. Marty O'Neill asked me how many times I was dropped on my head as a baby to like open wheel cars. So that is the <laughs> best response I've ever heard. Then something is wrong. If I liked light mall racing more than sprint car racing, I'd have to hide from my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, did you ever consider getting in a late model of any kind or do anything like that? That's probably the only thing I haven't drove. <laughs> Uh, I would like to drive one just to see, but uh, no, really, I just rather take the fenders off and go. There's so much mechanical things underneath the late model anymore. You know, we've talked about on that before. The sprint car really hasn't involved. You know, the tires are a little wider, and you guys got you know got a little bit of setup differences. But the bone of a sprint car is like it's always been, almost. Right. You know. Right. Uh, probably since the 70s yeah uh the components have gotten gotten better and lighter yeah but as far as changing they really haven't changed that much and you, you know you look at you look at late model five years ago to now there's a difference yes. you know so you go to the 70s they don't even resemble each other any, anymore so that's, well and that's what i was gonna say well go about the modifieds uh they have changed so much yeah like i say i gave $3,500 for the first one I bought. Right. You can't touch parts for that now. <laughs> Heck no. No, that's that's a shock package. I mean, exactly. it's $3,500. And that's a cheap it. shock package. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And so when you, when you, you know, you guys obviously lean towards the open wheel, but um, when your dad ran, what year did your dad run the Jackson 100? He actually didn't make the Jackson 100. Um, he went to run it, didn't make it through the heat race, had to run the B-Main, and he was the first alternate. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, Jeff per Jeff Purvis was in front of him, and Dad had him jacked up going across the line, <laughs> trying to knock him out of the way. Dad drove Scott McKean's car. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I'm not exactly sure what year that was. Very cool. That's saying something, though, because Purvis could get around Brownstown pretty good there, so right. for him to be up underneath him there, he... He was running pretty. He was trying to knock him out of the way. <laughs> well, and we always talk, you know, even what the Jackson 100 means, and that right there is a great show of it. When you're talking about your dad, who had ran, you know, those Midwest Champion shows, the Eldora 500s, the Kokomo races, Lawrenceburg, it was still something for him to go try and get into that Jackson 100, even though he's an open wheel guy, and you know that's a late model race. It, it really shows how special that is. Dad always did say he should have tried that a little more often uh he had a chance to drive steve barnett's cars a couple times and uh elected to go sprint car racing and he said maybe i should have done that so that's pretty cool he's just the definition of a racer i mean exactly well, yeah. if there's a race car there he's gonna race it well so. he used to race motorcycles too so. oh wow <laughs> he's kind of so did he race with mike michelle in that when mike was back here racing that stuff or yes really yeah. wow that's impressive. Dad, yeah. Dad was more into the hair scrambles and stuff. Okay. He did do flat tracking, too. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> that's unbelievable. There again, it goes back to the ladybugs. <laughs> Whatever there is. Whatever there racing, is. racing, we're going to see it. Yeah. And, and, and if your dad, if it moves, he'll get on it and find a way to, right. to make it go. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, let me ask you this, Brett. For you, when you were driving, what's your greatest memory of your career? Well, that would have been at probably at, there was two of them. I was leading the field at Bloomington. Uh, Lee Hobbs, all, you know, Boatneck, all the fast guys, Dad and Kerry, Norse. Uh, and Dad said we'd have a yellow, and every time it went back green, he said, you'd just walk right away from us. 
and then we had a yellow flag and my battery switch shorted out and shut the car off oh no uh the other one was at lawrenceburg kind of the same way i'm leading that whole thing and i had a valve cover leaking and the longer it stayed green it would flame up but it was just a little flame and uh five laps before the end they yellow flagged the race and they stopped dad first and said hey your car's on fire he said ain't mine it's that one up there <laughs> <laughs> so then they chased me down and they told me i had to quit playing mm. i said come on my first feature win let me let me get it done <laughs> and they wouldn't let me play so wow <laughs> you know and that's what we talk about i mean even talking about your dad 13 straight at kokomo those kind of stories amaze me, not just for the driving ability. I mean, that's unbelievable to be that consistent and be able to do it. Just the, mecha- the mechanical, yes. to not have a battery switch short out, to yeah. not have... A flat tire. You know, the, the, there's still machines that you're, you're held on to, and to, to not have something go wrong and be able to make a run like that is just unbelievable. Yeah. And there was, and there was times that he was beat. Uh, there was a 50-lapper in that... 13 win streak there uh there was a 50 lapper that butch wilkerson was leading and dad was five or six car lengths behind him and on the last lap butch come up behind the lapped car and dad drove right around both of them no kidding so he, you know it was luck yeah and, <laughs> and we've talked about that before i think any i think any racing win you have to say has a little bit of that in it. I mean, even when you dominate the field, again, tire didn't go down. I didn't have yep. a mechanical problem. There, your Lap st- car didn't get in the way. You're still playing Lady Luck no matter how dominant the performance is. I mean, it, there, there's that element there. Sometimes a lot more than others, too. You, you waiting for me? I'm the odd guy out, man. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me about, like, talking about the mechanical issues. That yeah. reminded me of, like, three weeks ago, I think it was when we were we uh fastest in hot laps won the heat race started on the pole with the feature and about three to go they threw a caution and i went to get on to get the start to restart went to get on the gas and the motor just would not go it just the cart just refused to until about i got halfway down to straightaway then it'd kick on and go hmm. found out we had a, a crack in the gas tank about that long that's not good. It wasn't picking the fuel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's, I mean, and I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it just to have you tell me. What's that feeling like when you step on the gas and a restart, you know? Oh, I about cried. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, I was trying, I was hoping that day was going to be my first win. And just that happening, I, because when we went to fire the cart up on the grid, it wasn't starting. And, the only time that's the only time i've been emotional at a track to where i've punched the steering wheel and i was just not a person to be talked to and then it fired up and i was like okay we get we can do this now you know emotions go away we got something to do <laughs> and when it started doing that i mean uh, the first time it done it i ended up catching the guy that passed me and got back to first but they threw another caution because of my motor the second time I wasn't lucky and I ended up finishing second and I just I was just pissed at myself I was just I was like really today had to be today this had to happen <laughs> yep. and dad and TJ were looking at me and they're going you gotta lose some like that before you can win some and I mean it just it's just like that sometimes well when you lose them like that you respect the ones you win more mm-hmm. because you, you you know what it's like to lose one because of that I told dad I told dad two weeks ago when we won, I said, you better be ready to catch me if I, if I win this. And he told Josh Garris to go over there and catch me. And Josh looked down and goes, you go catch him. Dad goes, what do you mean? He'll just be like that awkward neighbor's dog that just sits there and humps your leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's another great oh, yeah. analogy right there. I love that. Beautiful visual. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely but it shows the true excitement of of getting your first one and and be able to do that so um 
so obviously chasing the points here to finish out the season at at, at the Jennings County track, um, but still going to run some more at Columbus. You said you're at Columbus this weekend, right? Yeah, they got a big burst race. It's the Midwest Dirt Classic is what they're called. That's what it's called, and it's a thousand to win in clones, and it's there's five hundred to win in flatheads, and it's on the same weekend as the state race up at Ben Hur. And I, going to Columbus and on the big track, we've not had the best luck there. Our highest finish there is third, and that was a month ago. Mm-hmm. And that, that track, it's it's flat, and our our chassis is was made in O2. And everyone else is running 2013, you know, all new chassis. And we're sitting there after hot laps or even the heat race, and I'll tell Dad and whoever I'm, whoever else is hoping i'm sitting there i'll tell them i'm tight because we've always been tight there mm-hmm. and then in feature time when it slicks off i'll i'll be on i'll have maybe five or six great laps and then the cart just it'll go away and it when we pull in we always check our right front tire and it that track it just eats up eats them up and i think it's because me and dad's talked about it a lot we have too much it's either we have too much stagger or there's too much cross in the chassis and it's last month when we ran good the cart just felt real bundled up like we were sticking good and we were taking off like a rocket but the motor you can tell in the tack and the rpms drop i just it just wouldn't want to go into turns it's sticking too good Mm -hmm. oh wow we always want to let somebody have this chance and so to kind of get your thoughts collected here, Owen, because we let everybody that comes on get a chance to thank their sponsors and thank the people that help them get to the track. So don't forget anybody important <laughs> that helps you get to the track. I may forget because I am a bar and have, have had my head bounce around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd just like to thank Burris Racing, Throttle It Up Podcast, Dr. Hook Clutching Concepts, Everroad Carts and Parts, Pete Abel, um, Mom, Dad, Everyone that's helped lately, uh, Morgan King, she's been there a lot. She's been there the last two weeks that we've won. So I think I got a good luck charm right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, TJ Garris, Kelly Garris, Josh Garris, everyone there, that all the track crews that are there that stay up, even when they have work, that they, they get the tracks ready, and they're up until about 4 in the morning every night. I want to thank them. Um just everyone that's helped us get here to this point. Scott Ramey engines. Scott, yeah, oh, Scott wow. Ramey engines. I knew it was a blast always, from the past, right there, man. I always forget somebody. <laughs> well, we're, like he said, we're running older stuff, but we're making it happen. So, yeah, our cart chassis is same, about almost the same age as me, and that motor's what fourteen years old. Yeah. Wow, that's. But you know that's what? That's impressive. Yeah, there's something to be said about that, and we've talked about that on here too. Sometimes. Young guys that jump in throw a ton of money at stuff, and the problem is they don't know how to use what they've got. Mm-hmm. And you know, even running older stuff and knowing what you've got and what you're doing, it it's a that's a great opportunity to learn and build on what you're doing. I also like to thank RT Low too. He's helped a lot too, just help and just helping us too. And always when I see him. You know, he always says, good job in the heat race, even if I've ran bad. You know, he always keeps my head up, and it's awesome to be around him sometimes. Well, good job. And I know you said you maybe you forgot some guys, but you got mom and dad. That's the most important. We've had some other young drivers on here that will they, they're so used to getting all the sponsors, which is vital, but don't ever forget mom and dad. So you, you got an A on that assignment. <laughs> You're crew yeah, oh, I was yeah. gonna say he, he from we got crew chief didn't he? I got the little brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, get his name out there. You know, uh, I'm sure he's got, wanting to hear it. So. Got to thank Wyatt Barr too. He'll be racing here soon too. So, you know that's important. It's funny. Uh, I, I'll give a big shout out to Zach Burton. My my son is ate up with Zach Burton right now because like every five year old, Zach gave him a hat and signed it, and Zach Burton might as well be Tony Stewart. So, um, but Zach actually put together a. Uh, a little crew shirt says crew on the back and it's got the 3z logo on it for my son and my son is ate up he wanted to wear it to school on monday after he got it but was too afraid my wife wouldn't be able to get it washed again before saturday night 
to be able to wear the track. So he was in a total state of panic and con- conflicted between, I got to have it for Saturday night to be part of the crew, but what do I do on Monday if I want to wear it? To- so it that that's cool that, that your little brother gets to help out and be a part of that. I remember being that little kid, always wanting the, your favorite racing shirt washed and ready and your hat. Like everything just laid out for when you're going. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember, I, I can't remember what shirt I was wearing. I think it was a Darlin shirt, or a Stuart, it was either a Darlin or a Stuart shirt. And we're at Twin Cities, and Dave Darlin's wife walked up to Dad, and Dad looked at her and said, "This is Alan Barr's grandson." I don't think he saw me for the rest of the night after that. <laughs> she took me down to the trailer, and I stayed down there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Owen, I want to ask this, too, because you you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier when we talked about the Black Cat program there at James County High School. But what's it like? Because usually we talk to a lot of, you know, adult drivers who are, you know, working 40 hours a week and in the in the garage wrenching as well. But you've kind of got a unique deal where you're going to school all day long. You've got a job and you're trying to help in the garage and go. So how do you balance all that? I tell you, I work. School, I'd have to do it. I really don't like school sometimes, but <laughs> you just got to do it. But you really like the principal. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, great principal. <laughs> <laughs> awesome principal and awesome uh, uh, officer there, too. I was going to say, I heard the SRO is pretty cool. So. <laughs> but, Drew Abel's going to be putting hashtag bad joke again yeah, right there. Yeah, I'm sure he is, yeah. But uh, going to school, waking up at 7, 7 o'clock, and then leaving there at 3 getting ready for work and then coming home at 9 nine thirty sometimes and knowing that i have to get stuff done i usually wait till the day i'm off or if we're like if it's like thursday and we're going on a friday night then i hurry up start washing air cleaners uh socks you know go ahead and maybe fill up the air tank and get some of the stuff i need done for friday so i don't have to overbook myself so it's a constant battle just to balance that time and use it the best you can. Yeah. And where, where do you work at? Walmart. Oh. In North Vernon. So it's hard to get the days off there. You guys, you have them scheduled ahead of time and all that, don't they? Yeah, I have. I only work Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays. Oh, well, that's not bad then. Yeah. So. I mean. It's yeah. good to give you the weekends off so you can race, right? <laughs> yeah. I always took Wednesdays off because I shoot archery too. Oh, wow. On the high school team. I see now why I didn't have time for Black Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a he's got a pretty full schedule yeah. there. And then Saturday, Sunday, I'd be at the racetrack, and some Friday nights I'm playing softball at Scipio. My goodness, dude! My goodness. But, like, but if you was on Black Cat, you would got to race this week because they went to Purdue and raced. What they did? They actually uh, yeah. they won today. Yeah, they went up for today and raced at Purdue. They won. Um, I I got a text that just said that uh, you know we won. Um, Malik won. Uh, but we have a lot of parts to buy, so I don't Uh-oh. know exactly what that means. It sounds like somebody uh, was playing bumper cars. <laughs> but it says Malik won, but we have a lot of parts to buy, and Alan and the guys are going to be dropping the carts off in the shop, just an FYI. So I'll have to swing down by the, the shop tomorrow and just see how bad our yeah. our Black Cat race cars look. So. You'll probably see me if you come down there in seventh period. I have Dave for welding. There we go. <laughs> so my brother wants to know if you have any superstitions when you get to the racetrack. Um, I usually, when we get there, we're usually jamming out to my radio because I, I listen to a lot of Bon Jovi sometimes. Oh, right on. Girlfriend hates it, but I I listen to it. I, I grew up. There was a band in the rock. 80s. Roller. <laughs> <laughs> When were the 80s? Yeah. When you was a child. A small child. <laughs> but there's not really any superstitions other than hurrying up and maybe get Dad to yell once or twice at me before I have to do stuff. That's always happened at the track, and, I mean, it's just good luck to feel getting a yell or two in. So, so you make sure you do something that Dad yells, huh? Yeah. Wow. It's always a good. It always feels like a good day when I get a dad yell, and then before <laughs> before I actually start screwing up and actually get yelled at. <laughs> so you just want to get one out of the way. Yeah. Just, yeah. Get a freebie, then you can, you can go ahead and go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Owen, man, we are at we're right here at about an hour in, and I just want to say, you know, first of all, good luck throughout the rest of the season. Um, thank you uh, for representing us so well um we appreciate that and you know you always are uh 
you know shouting out the show and and we love it and we wish you all the best and thanks for coming on and telling us the stories about you and dad thanks brett thanks for coming with him and um awesome to hear the stories about your grandpa too anytime <laughs> dad more likely got volunteered for this <laughs> voluntold <laughs> voluntold i mean this you know this is just a circus we call dirt track racing and mm. yeah. just a clown that likes to talk about it so <laughs> you never yeah. know if you get big time and then you'll have to do this all the time so. oh yeah hopefully yeah um, yeah when yeah. you hit big time don't forget you know like <laughs> Like Stewart always goes back to Dairy Queen. Remember yeah. when like Fox Sports is wanting an interview, you just tell them yep. go to throttled up. I'm yeah, a throttled right. up exclusively. <laughs> that's right. So always been my dream to get into big time too. So well, well, we, we hope we hope you get there, man. We hope we can be a small part of it. And I, right. I will tell you this. I mean it it's funny and we told this story the other day, but um when we were on just a couple weeks ago and we're sitting here talking and my I I haven't put my cars back over here, but uh, Logan Mounts was here, and Chase Briscoe's first win, his diecast from his first win at the Roval in Xfinity, sitting there. And, you know, Logan said, That's crazy. I graduated high school with that kid, and you've got his diecast sitting yeah. here. So understand that, you know, chase your dream, man. Chase your dream and go after it because, you know, that I, I was never around Mitchell. I was, I was older when Chase was there growing up, but that was, that probably hit me as much just because yeah this is a kid from my hometown and where i graduated high school but now his diecast is sitting on my podcast table so <laughs> it can happen all right matt anything else from you no i think i'm good races saturday <laughs> night at brownstown speedway Horn get out hornet special hornet special um the exciting thing uh stop by the schaefer photo and custom tea booth yes uh bronze bobby is down on the beach in florida getting bronzed up and uh hanging out with the the seagulls down there uh, and white shoes and white shoes and uh i will be in the the schaefer photo and custom teas booth um so stop by i don't know what i'm doing so there may be some really good specials going on i don't know oh, yeah. mark Mark and Jamie may fire me before the heat races get I, started. I talked to Jamie today, and she said that they have remodeled the inside. They're in their new location outside yes. the front gate there, right behind the grandstands. But uh, she said it's remodeled, and uh, everything looks pretty awesome in there now. So. Yeah, so come in and, and stop by. Talk to me. I'll be hanging out in the booth. I am very, very excited. The last time I was in the Schaefer Photos and Custom Tees booth, not air-conditioned. Now, air-conditioned. <laughs> Weather looks great Saturday night, but yeah. I still like air-conditioning. Yeah, come out and, uh, and hang out. Yep. So, and good luck to you guys this weekend in that race at Columbus, and good luck the rest of the season. And you guys are welcome back anytime you want to come on. Thank you. Thank <laughs> just, you. I just like to say one more thing. Uh, just everyone, if you can, give a follow to my page, Owen Bar Racing. Uh, we always post how we do on the practices, heats, and features, and always we give a little mood on how we've how today's been. Go check it out, Owen Bar Racing on Facebook, and give him a like and share that stuff out and help this young man continue to grow. All right. Everybody, no matter where it may be, get to your local dirt track this weekend and support. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Billy Badfast Performance is your local dealer for Velocita racing gear, custom and off-the-shelf suits, shoes, gloves, crew shirts, and custom tent canopies. Also, Zamp Racing Equipment, which includes helmets and neck restraints, Double H Fabrication, front and rear bumpers, door bars, and T-bars. When you're one of the guys at the track that's bad fast and you want to look great doing it, Give us a call at Billy Bad Fast Performance, 502-517-9393. Also, look for Billy Bad Fast Performance on Facebook and Twitter. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. 
Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. 